Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. This is a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Do not adjust your dials. Do not adjust your sets. Uh, this is actually us. We're back. Um, it is today of recording is Monday, February 24th. I am AJ. It is my last night of being in the cast. By the time this podcast comes out, I will be out of the cast. Um, and between now and then, uh, me and uh, my buddy in Brooklyn are going to discuss with you some movie stuff. Uh, my buddy in Brooklyn, Frank, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Um, I think it's been a while since we've podcasted. I, I think I remember how to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Te- technically, our last episode released in January, so as long as this actually goes out to the airwaves in February, we didn't actually skip a month, but... Um, this is episode 88. 88 is a great number. I was born That's in cool. 1988. 88 miles per hour, back to the future. Yeah, 88 so is cool. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one to kick things back off in, in 2020. Um, yeah, I mean, so we're, we're going to be talking about Birds of Prey and the emancipation of the one Harley Quinn. Is that the fantabulous emancipation of the one Harley Quinn, right? There you go. Jesus. <laughs> Which has been out for about two weeks, right? Yes. So yes. not the guy that's got a broken heel is the one to, to delay us. Uh, you you should, saw it immediately. <laughs> I did. You know, Shayna wanted to see it. Uh, yeah. Shayna really liked Suicide Squad. So, I, <laughs> you know, she liked, she liked Margot Robbie. She liked Harley Quinn. Um, so yeah, we went and saw it opening weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I saw it yesterday with Danny. Um, yeah. Where'd you guys go? So we went to this theater that neither of us have ever been to before. Uh, it's the Sinopolis in Chelsea, which was actually, Uh, sure. Yeah. Which was actually a really, really cool theater. Uh, it's actually cool. I don't know if it's new or if it's refurbished or what, but like there's recliners, it's like fancy and clean and, um, like they have fancy snacks and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it it was cool. And it was not too far for either of us to get there. So we may have to go with, you know, the, the wider group or something at some point, as long as it's not something we want to see in IMAX, you know? Right, 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 right. That's cool. I'm glad you liked it because that means I can go there a little bit easier too. It's, it's, Chelsea is very accessible for the Jersey City crew. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And you know, if we're not trying to be like, oh, we got to go to Regal or AMC, it's it's like its own thing, I think. So, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, uh, how did did you guys like the movie offhand? Yeah, yeah, I I dug it. Um, did Danny like it? Yeah, he liked it too. I think um, I, the way I came out of it, I was like, yeah, I think I liked it better than I expected to. Although I don't know really what I expected, you know? I, like, I heard that the buzz was generally positive, so I was like, all right, I'll go see it. Um, but, you know, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, my God, I got to go see it. Um, okay, yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, I think just, like, my general reaction to this movie is, like, that it it did something, like, I didn't expect it would do, which is, like, realize part of the uh, cartoons that like have never been like brought to the movies before. Mm-hmm. And I really dug the performance from Margot Robbie. Like I'm, I'm there for her. And I think it was a true disservice to the Warners. Like, this is like going to be my angle of, you know, like the whole thing, the Warners fucked this up. They bumbled, yeah. they bumbled it. Like, I think that they, they, first of all, like, so I think we could spend like a couple minutes talking about this because it's a, a new thing that did happen in the news. Uh, the weekend after this movie came out, Warners went into the movie theaters and said, hey, we want you to retitle this movie Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey, right? And yeah. that happened, and that's probably what you guys saw, correct? Did you remember taking a look? Well, so what ha- – I mean they said that, but then they kind of came out with it afterwards and were like, well, it's really just for the ticketing apps and like the right. what goes on the ticket. So like – on Fandango, yes, it said Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. But when the the title card comes up, it's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. 
Like, that's still there. They didn't change the actual movie title. I yeah. Think. So I just want to say that, like, before we talk about the review or anything really about this movie, that they really fucked this up. And I'm really pissed. <laughs> like, like uh, okay, so let's think about it from this angle. Okay, so the Birds of Prey are, if we're going to go, like, true there's been a tv show about them yep there's been a you know a couple different comic book iterations of them different lineups or whatever uh but really they're a good guy squad right we're not going to argue that they are a bad guy ragtag team of people as much as they are a you know a collection of girl superheroes in the dc universe that are like batman either you know related or batman adjacent that are like part of the Gotham, you know, rogues gallery of people, correct? Yeah, and they, they popped up a little bit in, in Arrowverse, too, so, you know, they've And got... they were just in this thing, the, this, the Crisis in Infinite Earths, right? Oracle is in it and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Right, so, okay, so, let, let, so let's, give, let's, let's give them all that, right? So they've, all, they've got, you know, this great team, and then you also have Harley Quinn, who is a known brand, who is succeeding, who everyone loves, and it, you know, it is unanimously, you know, emerging to be kind of it is, was kind of the original badass girl in comic book movies before anybody. You know, like before there was even Gal Gadot in, well, I guess the same year, the same year that Gal Gadot comes out as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You have Harley Quinn. Like, how cool is that? So, I don't know. I think that they they should have just made this Harley Quinn two or something along those lines for the title. Um, I think yeah. it was a really big mistake to call this Birds of Prey. I don't know that the way that the Birds of Prey are introduced in this movie like makes them the central part of this movie either. Like this movie is clearly all about Harley. Yeah. And it they I don't know, it's kind of an origin story without an origin story. It's interesting, right? Yeah, I mean I, I really agree with you here. Like it is through and through a Harley Quinn movie, um at, until like the end you don't even have like a team together. And so it, it, for, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, why is it even called birds of prey? It doesn't make sense. And, um, I understand that like Margot Robbie was a producer on this film and she really wanted to bring the birds of prey to the big screen. And like, that's, that's fine. And I, I think that's a really cool thing to champion, but like it could have been the reverse. It could have been Harley Quinn, and the birds of prey or whatever. But like, how fucked up is the culture that like nobody can stop to her and be like, no, Margo, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) I agree with you that like, we want to bring these characters to the screen and they can be in the movie. You could pick whatever actresses you want to be in the movie. For sure. You could do, you could, you don't even have to change the plot of this movie. Right. But ultimately this movie isn't about them. And like to just kind of go after this girl squad pitch of a movie when it's not really about that is not fulfilling what this movie could have been in the place it needed to kind of like land in. If this movie had hit as good as even Shazam, because I think this movie made less than Shazam, which is very sad. Yeah. Uh, if this movie made Shazam numbers, you have Margot Robbie signing like a Aquaman level deal. And then she can do, she can do more of these for forever and it's going to be awesome. What ended up happening here is nobody fucking knows who the Birds of Prey are. Uh, it's hard to communicate what the movie is. And while the girls are like, oh, I want to see the, the Harley Quinn movie, they know they're going to see it on VOD when they can have their boyfriend access it for them. You know, so hmm. I, I'm like, I don't know. I, I get the champion thing, but I don't think that they did a good enough job explaining what this movie needed to be. And if they had just said, it's Harley Quinn 2, do Harley Quinn 2 you could have had a little bit more fun in different parts of this movie for Harley and give her more stuff, give her more time. Right. Because, I, I don't, and especially because uh, you, it, it's a Harley Quinn movie w- without it being in full title. And then you underserve the birds of prey. Like if you wanted to do a birds of prey movie, they should have been like way more front and center. Like Huntress isn't really involved until like the second half of the movie. And, um she got so fucked like she like her character is like so cool and easily the most interesting one and they totally bungled that whole experience Mm -hmm. uh i think they gave way too much time to black canary who doesn't use her power 
until one time at the end of the movie. What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? Um, like they they know this. That that's like what sucks is like the people at Warner's like know all the criticism that they're gonna get for the shit that they do, and then they just kind of do it anyway. And and like sometimes that can be rewarded in different aspects of this movie. Like Shayna watching this movie is cackling and laughing and cracking up because she relates to this kind of character. Like you know, and I'm sure a lot of these other her peers, I could say or see, would be like, oh shit, like. Here's this super educated female who gets fucked around by the guy she was working for, and now she's over here trying to figure out some shit, and she's not exactly your cookie-cutter rom-com princess person. She's a little edgy. Like, there's so many people who are going to relate to that and they and love that. And, like, that, I think, was what makes this movie really fun and uh, new and, and different than, like, you never hang out you never do like a Tarantino of like the Joker. Like you never like hang out with the Joker after he's killed somebody, you know, like, yeah, this is kind of what you do with Harley. You're kind of like with her after she's dealing with the repercussions of what, what's actually going on. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really like this movie. I feel really bad about the marketing of it. I feel really bad that I've seen things floating around that they're thinking about recasting her. That's fuck. Oh no. Really? Like, yeah. Like, because they want to do, a Joaquin verse. Uh, I think that's, I don't know. I, I to me, like this, I, and I guess maybe it's because the performance isn't uh, in box office isn't doing as well. Like to me, this like revitalizes the DC universe in a way where it kind of like is it, it it's saying, that's okay, it's we're, to do. that's the feeling you walk out of. But the problem is, is that's not what the financial, returns were mm. right like well, but this the movie thing is, is this movie is a stepping stone to like a nightwing movie this like is, I well could, no i disagree i think this is a stepping stone to the james gunn the suicide squad right so we, like uh, right right you, right you bank on james gunn and his guardians cred you throw harley quinn back in it and whatever other excellent cast he has with a really great movie and then you've you've got like the franchise going again and you've got uh wonder woman 1984 happening so like i think the continuity is still gonna like be true um because like this movie is set in in the suicide squad the original one continuity it like it ignores a lot but it also like winks at it a couple of times so it you know it, i don't know but you're right like it, and the other thing is it's i the reason why i don't think it's a nightwing setup is like it no, doesn't no, have that's that tone. not like that's not what I'm saying. Like in like like a bat family world, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like that there's gonna be, there they are trying to see if there's Batman movies really without Batman. You can do a Joker movie, fine. Maybe that's a fluke, right? Yeah. But then if you do this movie and this movie really works, you don't need Batman in all of these movies. Then that would be the takeaway from me as an exec to be like, you know what, green light a Nightwing movie. Do let's do you know the. Uh, you know, the Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn movie. Let, let's yeah, the do... Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, let's I, do that. What they like... should do is they should do um, Gotham City Sirens, like Versus the, the Birds, Birds of, Prey. of Prey. And so she's like torn right in between the two squads. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm down. But like they, but that could have been this movie, it, you know, yeah, and that could have been that continuity in a trilogy or some kind of cool buildup. Maybe they, they can do it after of, the Suicide like, Squad too. But Warner's like is a is a they blow their load. You know what I mean? Like they want to do they want to show you the image of the iconic thing first before they want to make it iconic, right? Mm. So like you want to see the Trinity on screen, but it doesn't mean that it's gonna like feel as awesome as 2012 Avengers. Right. But you'll see the Trinity. We're giving you that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is I like, here's that. Birds of Prey, here's Harley Quinn, here's a Joker hangout. You know, like, I can't wait to talk about that. Like, but no, like, it's not going to be this awesome thing where there's Poison Ivy and Catwoman and we're, you know, they're fighting and, like, it's super cool and we've built it up and now there's this tension between all these characters. Like, to me, this is like, okay, now we've set up the Birds of Prey and... And now we are going to see what happens to Harley through whatever Sue Sky Squad is going to be. Right. And the thing is, like, Birds of Prey, unfortunately, 
are not going to be able to hold their own without her. You can't. No, totally not. You can't make a sequel to this movie without Harley Quinn. So like, it's fine that they they introduce these characters, but like they're always going to play a second fiddle to her or somebody else. So, you know, if they were trying to to put it up there, they didn't do what what they were planning to. But I mean, the other thing is like we we have yeah, I don't want a sequel to Joker. I think that should just be what it is, and then. But that's but that's coming. Like the. the... <sighs> No, and no. We, could talk, we could talk about the bat suit in a little bit, but oh, like yeah. the oh fuck oh fuck. Uh, all right, um, okay. Birds of prey. Uh, any other thoughts before we get into spoilers? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers everything we can say before we we dive in. Okay, so. Um, I think the plot of this movie is, is kind of cool. It's kind of like a Seinfeld comic book movie in that it's there's not really a crazy plot. Uh, and uh, the villain is there, and he's very interesting, but he's not, you know, uh, he's not very threatening. And I, as much as I love Ewan, he's my, he's my Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, bah, 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 bah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I, you know... It, it, I don't know. It's it's felt very Deadpool to me. And, it felt and Deadpool, so Deadpool to me. I was just gonna say that the Deadpool aspect of it was really, I thought, perfect because the the narration is is perfect. It really works very nicely. It felt very much like a comic book. It didn't feel it like to me like when I recognized it was Deadpool, I was like, oh, it's in a it's Deadpool, but it's not an homage. It's not her trying to be Deadpool. Harley would do this. This is a Harley panel. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? no, it, it totally is in character for her. And like, it, it you know, it has certain elements that remind me of both movies. Like it, it has like her paired up with a kid. That's like, right. You know, so there, there's that. Um, but you know, Cassandra Kane can kind of, I don't know, be more of a character than whoever the other kid was. I don't know. She goes on to be Batgirl. Right. She's so much more relevant than this other person. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, who the fuck is that mutant kid? He's just like this like, sad fat guy. I felt bad for him, but also <laughs> he's not super important, right? Right. Uh, okay. And, like, if you knew, a li- if, if you knew, kind of like Joker, if you knew a little bit of stuff about Gotham City and Batman lore, like, this is just chock full of shit. Totally. And it's really there for you to play with and be and hang out in, for sure. Uh, okay, so I think the best parts of this movie are um, the glitter bomb prison break. Yep. And the uh, you know k- kind of the whole beginning, you know, maybe the first hour with Harley is just like my favorite. Like it was just super fun. It kind of felt, it felt meandering and weird. The bacon, egg and cheese sequence. Shane and I were cracking up, <laughs> cracking up. Yeah. And then, you know, like, it, I don't know. I, I love that. I don't know. What did you love about this? I'm, I'm actually, one of the things I came out of it was, uh, I was really impressed with the action. Um, yeah, the action was awesome. Like they they really nailed it, and the they showed the, yeah, roller the roller skates. skates is so good. Like they really showed how much of a badass she is, and and just like and and not even just her. Like the like the action scenes towards the end with all the the birds of prey, like holding their fucking own against all these cronies. Um, I will say though, it's like at a certain point, it's like okay. How many guys can they just like beat the shit out of? Like, let like I mean, and the, I think it's interesting that you know in this world there's it, it's a, b- a bunch of female characters as like antiheroes or heroes, and like just a bunch of men, and there's like no like female counterparts to fight against, and that was interesting. I, I don't know if they did that on purpose or it was. Well, that felt oversight. very Mar- that felt very Marvel in that like. It's an absence on purpose. Yeah. You know, like, they're obviously, you know, there's obviously no mention of Catwoman or Poison Ivy at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are two, those those people loom pretty large in this universe. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I think that the absences here are intentional for that. You know, we're about to see that in Cheetah with mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. 
th- you think about it, there's a whole rogues gallery of badass women in the DC universe that you could have. Yeah. You know, and they're because they're about to do new Catwoman and and new people. Uh, and I'm sure that they would have. I'm. I think that Catwoman is gonna. The new Catwoman is in Suicide Squad, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, because we don't know what the the Matt Reeves that one Batman is gonna be if it's connected <sighs> at all, and because it, it's like rumored to be set earlier. So, I don't know. Maybe, but I, I think we we could assume that Harley's in it, but I don't know if there are any other female characters yet. Yeah, Margot Robbie's so fucking awesome on skates, man. <laughs> I love that they call attention to it. They're like, when did she have a chance to change her shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's awesome. That whole action sequence was great. It was great. So great. Uh, and, and I think the, the cool thing about it is that so many of the action sets, set pieces in this felt new and unique and... Um, you know, like the way that she would uh, throw her weapons and, you know, use her body. And because because like that, I think that's what it's showing. It's like she isn't like a super strong dude, but like the way that she thinks about the world and her environment, she can like do all this crazy shit. But like and- even think about the way that she fights compared to like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Yeah. You know, like. Margot Robbie, the way that she like characterizes her fighting is like it, she is powerful. She is in charge. She is the fucking bat. She is gonna hit you in the fucking nuts. Yep. You know, like <laughs> you're gonna get fucked. You know, She's gonna like break as many legs as she can. <laughs> yeah. The bra- the leg breaking, like that was awesome. I also liked how it was. This movie was R, right? It was yeah. a hard R. It was a hard Great. R, and like fuck I mean, yeah, a lot of. A lot of violence, a lot of blood, uh, language, uh, you know. But, like, that's, again, because of Deadpool, because of Logan, because of Joker, like, they could do this. Um, right, and- but this is this is different in the way that, like, I don't know. I, I think that this movie wasn't marketed correctly at women. <laughs> I know that that's going to sound really sexist. But, like, it just wasn't. And I feel like if the if they had seen if, how much Harley was in it and all the cool Harley shit that was actually going on, and not be obscured by what the fuck is Birds of Prey, you would have known what the fuck to see, and it would be a huge cultural thing with more gifts than I see. I didn't think it would be. This movie is so gifable. Mm-hmm. This movie is a fucking gif. The whole thing. Yes. You know, it, it's it's awesome. Uh, I don't know. I really like the climax. I hate, I don't like any of the Birds of Prey. I, the only one maybe is Huntress because of the cool actress they got, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or whatever. Yeah. She's great in everything and she plays this character in a cool way. Yeah, she plays her as this like, really awkward, like she, <laughs> she doesn't know what to say in the, in the moment kind of yeah. character, which is so weird. But like, you know, she's very emotionally scarred so you can kind of understand. Um, yeah, yeah I mean... That's awesome, but like the but I think Rosie Perez was lamb sauce, and I thought Black Canary to only do the thing one time was very lamb sauce. Yeah, I mean, I, especially as someone that I've I've well, I can now say that Arrow is over, and I've watched all of Arrow, um, where the Black Canaries are very central to that show, and it's like in your face a lot. It's like at a certain point, I was like, oh, I guess she just doesn't have the power. And until they like kind of like hint at her history with her mother, so it's like, well, then what the fuck are we doing here? Why like she's like in this big fight saving Harley Harley's uh, life or like or at least getting uh, taken advantage of in the back of the bar or outside in the street? Like, and she doesn't use her canary cry. Are you kidding me? So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's maybe there's a bigger history and that like that again part of uh dc's problem it's like you're showing us this character but like why is there a reason why she's not using her ability what's her story how did she get here yeah why is what's she on the, the street? whole point right um okay so uh ultimately it's kind of like a heisty kind of movie they got to get this diamond because obi-wan is with this other guy and <laughs> he wants the diamond um from these other dudes uh black mask let's talk about him um, to me, this was like 
it was like a it's like an inside the park home run or like something no <laughs> it's not an inside the park home run it's like a the ground rule doubled. Maybe that's yes, better. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you like, you know what? Like he he got the hit. He's on second. He's there. He did all the things you need to do, but they, he doesn't go all the way home. And it never, they never felt like committed or give him enough of any reason why you would give a fuck. What are your thoughts? Um, maybe I liked him a little bit more, but that maybe just because of like him, it being Hugh and McGregor, I thought he was like super weird in his like. And you just didn't know what he was going to say or do. And, like, he was especially brutal. But, like, also just, I think, because he had Victor Zaz as, like, his pet. And he could just be like, yeah, just, like, cut this guy's face off. Like, yeah. Um, ultimately, yeah, at, at certain points, like, well, what makes him actually a physical threat? Or what makes him so, other than just being a guy in power or, like you know, a scary guy. Um, I mean, I guess like the, the interesting thing here is that it's like, we're shown uh, Gotham city with this like vacuum of power in the absence of the Joker and maybe Batman. We don't really know what's going on, but like, how could he rise to power? And like, ultimately he's not the guy that's going to be the big crime boss, right? Like that's just like the way it is. And you know it from the start. Um, but as as a foil for Harley, as kind of like a surrogate for the the role that Joker played in her life, and like a new guy trying to, you know, take advantage of her and just like have her be like second fiddle to him, was kind of an interesting thing because I think it would have been, you know, really hard to make Joker be the villain. And you know them really go head to head like that's like impossible. So have yeah, it's like, really hard to have a guy who's not in the movie be the villain. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, it, I, and I think it's fine that Joker's not in it, and the way that they handle it is good. But you know, ultimately, she would never be able to actually kill him because of their relationship. Um, and so I thought like he served that purpose, and he was kind of deliciously evil in like a, in kind of a lame way. Yeah, I okay. Two thoughts. First, uh, I think Victor Zaz is in. I know Zaz. I don't know if it's Victor Zaz, but Zaz is in Batman Begins. Yeah. When Crane is talking about, he's like, "This guy is no good. He can't go over here." Uh, I was like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." Uh, but um, yeah, he's some bad guy. I wanted them to go all the way that they were gay. They hinted at it. They were playing around with it. They never went all the way. And yeah. to me, like, that's cool. Like, that gives them more leeway because then they don't have to answer questions about it. Like, I, I kind of understand doing going in that direction. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I think I needed more characterization from Black Mask to, like, give a shit that he was really threatening. And I thought that, like, the face cutting was, like, scary, but, like, just out of context. It just seemed, like, kind of extreme and crazy. And then you look at what Harley's doing, and you're like, well, she's going backwards in roller skates with flips and doing, you know, knife tricks. I don't know what else could be nuttier in this shit. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. I want to talk about a couple of the other things I really liked about this movie. So the first thing is that I thought that the climax ending scene in the Joker's old playhouse, scary place, in like the the scary part of Gotham City is something we've never seen before in a live action movie, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was I, so cool. <laughs> I adore, I adored it. I thought this they they captured it perfectly from the old cartoons. What did you think? Uh, well, so I, I want to take a step back in in that like this movie. Uh, I feel like has a little bit of a setting identity problem because like. For most of the movie, I don't really feel like it's Gotham. Um, but then you have moments like this where it's like this creepy amusement park thing and the thing on the docks with the, like the founders and just like this dark, grimy side of town. Like, I believe that's Gotham adjacent. And so I don't know. I, I think and maybe it's just victim of like, well, it's Harley Quinn and we're seeing things through her like bright shiny uh view perspective or also it's just daytime gotham which you know is always a, a hard thing to do but like it just didn't feel grimy enough at 
times for me until we got to like like I said the amusement park and the the dock um and well, the and the cha- the final chase scene with the the roller skate cars like that sort of felt gothamy to me well, I like the idea that like when she's living in like the beginning part of the movie, like she's in they're in Gotham, but like they're not in you know like crazy nineteen eighty nine Gotham or even really uh you know Batman forever Gotham. I think this is a very different I, I don't know it, it it you know i I don't know if they really spent enough time in Batman versus Superman to give you an idea of what Gotham is even really like as a character. This to me just like felt like it was a city. And I kind of like that a bit that kind of cross cutting between like this is the Brooklyn of Gotham City and then this is the crazy Coney Island that we have, you know. <laughs> uh, so I was I was down for kind of both uh, areas. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I guess to me it's like if if we are to believe that uh, in this universe Gotham and Metropolis are like twin cities, that. Yeah, they so, fucked that. They fucked themselves with that. They, they did. Like, it was a cool really concept, did. but then now everything's ruined. <laughs> yeah, because now you have to have Gotham Metropolis news, right. or like the Daily Planet has to show up everywhere. <laughs> you know, like yeah. is the Daily Planet the pl- the the paper in Gotham? They never even talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what did Thomas and Martha Wayne, you know, read with their morning coffee when they're having toast? <laughs> what are they reading? Yeah, so right. I don't know. The, the, they've set up this world, and like I don't remember what city that they were in in the actual Suicide Squad movie. So, I you know I don't believe it it's was Gotham. Not, it's Central City. It is not it's Gotham. Central City, except for like the one flashback. I think where Batman's there. Yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, if this is Gotham, like, or why did it have to be Gotham? For except for like parts of the movie, I don't know. It just that that bugged me. But yeah, I mean, I love 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 the the amusement park weird like and the interior of it all where they're like they're fighting all the bad guys and like the interior was great the, the hands the funhouse mirrors like that's always a cool effect when they do that um but i yeah. thought the avengers team up shot was very cool because they're all protecting you know uh the kid character that was pretty you know interesting that they're like doing something active while they're doing the cool hero shot. I was um, down with that. Um, All right. So I think in terms of where this movie goes going forward, um, did you guys stay for the post credit scene? No. Yeah. I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. There's a little teaser at the end of this. Uh, You know, it doesn't really have anything. You know, cool. It's just like Harley being like, "I know a secret about the Batman," and then it cuts to nothing. Right. Um, and, yeah, and I mean, it's like similar in in tone, and, and at least it sounds like what they did with Deadpool. You know, it's like, sure, like winking at like, "What the fuck are you still doing here?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know if it really means anything. Um, I love I love that she named her hyena Bruce Wayne. I think that's like. Shayna loved the hyena part. That she is so was, good. She's screaming. She's screaming at, at the theater. She loved it. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I want to talk about, you know, kind of now. So this is a Harley Quinn movie sans Joker. There's Joker. Uh, his presence is felt, but he's not in the movie. Um, what did you think about that? Well... I think it's kind of twofold. Uh, on the one hand, as a non-fan of Jared Leto's take on the Joker, I was happy to not see him. Um, and so I feel like that overshadowed the like desire to see a really good Harley and Joker story because, like, really, that's like that's the dynamic, right? Yeah. That we didn't really get in Suicide Squad, and so. On the one hand, I'm like, yeah, it's great. Don't need him there. The way that they handled everything was really cool. And, you know, the animated version at the start of the film was great. The, you know, nods and the artwork around and, like, the way that they they did, like, the body double work and flashback stuff, fine. I, I think it, it totally works. But could there have been one, like, good scene with them? Maybe. What do you think? Huh. I'm like I'm of two minds about it. On on one hand, I understand that like uh, you can't really bring Jared Leto back, right? 
people hated him. Um, he was super toxic on set in a way that you probably couldn't do in today's climate. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, it benefits anybody to bring him in. Having said that, in an alternate universe, I think this movie would have been super cool if it maybe came out like maybe last year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you have Jared Leto in there, and you give him a shot to redeem himself. <laughs> and you make it Harley Quinn too. And you don't, you know, you don't have Black Mask. You use uh, Jared Leto again. You say, "Hey, man, like, don't go as crazy. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like dial it the fuck back, and like, we'll do your makeup in a different way." Because people are, the comic book fan is cool with a makeup or a costume change. You know. The Batman suit is different from Batman 89 and Batman Returns. They're not yeah. huge differences, but they change. And, you know, we all want to see it. We all want to see everybody grow. So Gotta get those new action figures. Yeah, exactly. So why not, why not use him? Whereas I think now we've pushed him out in a way that's, like, super sad. In a way that, like, and especially now so with Joaquin winning this Oscar for it. You know, there are now two people who have won full-on Oscars for playing the Joker, a comic book villain, and, like, there's nobody else who's ever done that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's the same character. It's two guys. Within the last 20 years, they've both won Oscars for it. Before that, none of these people would ever have thought to be winning an Oscar, ever. Yeah, and I mean, it's got to suck to be Jared Leto in the middle of all that. Be like, uh, wh- what do you think about That's what these? I'm saying. You know, like, um, but, you know, obviously his performance was not, and I don't even think he would have expected it to be Oscar-worthy, not in that film. Um, well, no, but, that, but what I'm saying is, like, Jared Leto, when he was doing this, like, it wasn't that he wasn't taking it seriously, but he was going for an angle that, like, wasn't bound by the seriousness of what Nolan had done right. and what Todd Phillips and Joaquin were trying to do with Joker, which was to do, like, how do you create the Joker? Like, for a character that has no origin story, how do we make one up? You know what I mean? Right. And poor Leto, I, I think he gets a disservice, you know, and, and I'm... I, I want to go back and rewatch Suicide Squad now. I probably will watch it after I get off the uh, podcast with you. Um, but fuck, man. Like, I think you need a little bit of Joker in this. And I would love to see him come back. And I know that people would be like, no, he's terrible. We hate him. Go fuck himself. No, I say give him another shot. He's Jared fucking Leto for a reason. Mm. And I think that the character can change. The, the, the costume that they had in the little cartoon was very reminiscent of the cartoon, which is where Harley is from. Yep. And, you know, there's also a lot of mythos that was going back. And this really brings me to the next discussion, which is kind of after Birds of Prey, you're kind of getting a, a chock full of episode here. The New York Times article with Ben Affleck came out last week. Did you read this? I didn't read it, but I saw a bunch of stuff on TV. Um, and I, I read some other anecdotal stuff. Um, did you not just feel so horrible? <laughs> I felt horrible. I felt so responsible. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got this other movie coming out right now, too, that's, like, about him, like... Being a basketball like, coach. Yeah, and I'm like, this is, like, your life right now. <laughs> like, how could you possibly do that movie? Um, I just... Yeah. It, it's It sucks. Like, I feel really bad for him, um, but... Why was Batman making him want to drink so much? That's my follow-up question to the thing that the I The pressure. There's yeah, such but... an immense pressure. It's the like pretty much the most iconic character of all time, right? But like... he was beloved. He was beloved as it. Like the his Batman and his performance in Batman Doesn't was matter. never in question. Doesn't matter. It it's it's like you build it up in your mind and the, like this expectation is so high like, you know, and, I mean, because people didn't love Batman v Superman. And so, like, I mean, they loved him. But, like, I think the pressure was really high to deliver. I mean, and also, like, the Nolan trilogy was so, so beloved as well that, like, how do you top that? 
I mean, I I can understand where he's coming from, and you know, you feel responsible for it, and because it's like, not only was he playing him, he was writing and directing it. It was a a lot involved in it. Like, right. I wonder how much of uh, his idea will end up in Matt Reeves' movie, if anything at all. I don't think anything. <laughs> and then, lastly but not leastly, uh, the so we had the teaser last week because they knew that they were going to have set photos that would leak. So yeah. they gave same way they did with the Joker. They gave you a character teaser of what the new costume was going to look like. Uh, I've been vocal about this on Twitter, but I will let Frankie go first. What do you think? Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking Daredevil. It's it's terrible. I I'm so upset at like so the the teaser is the teaser is one thing, but I think that the costume that they showed from the motorcycle scenes at the uh uh cemetery in Scotland are I I hate it. I I I hate it so much. I can't believe how much of a fanboy I feel. And how much I hate it, but I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, do we think this is kind of like a prototype thing that's going to evolve? Like proto-Batman? Well, well, that's what everybody is saying, that this is a, a year one, year two Batman that incorporates different articles from his costumes that are reminiscent of comic books at that time. That's all well and good. I, I, I just I hate it. I, I, hate the, I hate the symbol. I hate the gun as the symbol. I that's hate that weird. it's... I hate the fucking, uh, the collar. What's with the fucking collar? Uh, I don't like the leather, uh, nose piece. I hate Why didn't they show the ears? What's up? What's up with that? Why is that controversial? Because the ears they were going to show in the, in the leak set photos. They, they also, they wanted to play different of which ears are you going to get? Are you going to get the high or the low? We had a couple of years with low. They want to go high again. Um, and it's too high and it looks stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm excited to see the movie. I'm excited to see the trailer when it comes out, but I've never had such a vehement reaction to a costume. Hmm. I mean, is it next year? 2021 sometime? I think it's 2021. All right. I don't know. I think... I think he'll be I don't know. I think he will make a a good Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he'll make a good Batman. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. you know it's so hard to like wrap your head around a new Batman every time, you know? You gotta get used to him. You know, watching I watched Batman Begins again and it, the first Batman Begins suit is pretty awesome. Uh it's different than the Dark Knight suit. You yeah. know, before they changed it up. Uh it's cool, man, and that movie is cool, and uh, there's such care and love that goes into making that movie really great. I don't know what I'm gonna get out of a Matt Reeves movie. Like, to me, the reason I was excited about Ben Affleck doing it was because I was interested in his take on a very different character than Christian Bale's. Like, I loved that it was this drunken Batman that uh, had lost Robin. And that he has been doing this shit for 20 years and he's fucked and it sucks. And like, I'm there. I'm all about that. And like, now that it's this like young little fucker Batman, like, I don't give a shit. We saw a young, handsome Batman. That's Christian Bale and he was fucking great. Uh, The only thing I'll say is that like, if they somehow trick us into it being like, like Batman 2, like, this is a young Batman being mentored by an old Batman. I don't think that they would do that because there's too much, because I think that the the future of the DC universe, and this brings it all back around, is that they're all going to have separate universes. They saw how easy it was to win all of you fuckers with all of their shows this year, that the continuity that you guys will, the, the fan will sacrifice a little continuity and a little bit of, uh, runtime if you can get the kind of crossover shit that they did this year mm-hmm. and it worked and they figured and they know that now that they have the special sauce and dc the reason they're sitting on a flash movie is because that's their new thing they can do something that the you know marvel is trying to beat them to 
and it may beat them in a conceptual model in the way that they'll do Doctor Strange and Wanda, right? Yeah. But but the Flashpoint story is the ultimate thing that will set DC on a course-corrected path. They but the have- problem to me with the Flashpoint is that you need to have a a prime universe, an A storyline, before you show us what the new thing is. You can't be like, oh, well, you know, here's Flashpoint where everything is upside down. If you don't know what right side up is like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but you've had Justice League. That's the thing. Like- That's it. But, like, we don't, we don't know. I mean, like, to me, you do a Flash movie before you do Flashpoint. You but they like, they may not do that. That's that's also the thing. Like the, but here's why here's why I'll tell you it's okay because you've had ten what ten, ten years of a Flash TV show, like six seven there, six. There's half a decade of Flash television. Like people know the story. Like they're gonna they want to go in for the for Thomas Wayne and what happens as a result. Like I think it's more my. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I mean, sad. it could work. I mean, you're, you're right I, in that. Yeah, I want have... to see the DCUU bubbles. I want to see the different story bubbles where Harley Quinn and the rogues of of Ben Affleck's Gotham continue to play out on, on movies. I'm sure that that's what they're going to do. We see that in Suicide Squad. Uh, I want to see more uh, Aquaman. I'm, I love I'm him. I I'm down to see this uh, new Green Lantern show that they're gonna do on HBO. And we have uh, a Black Adam movie coming too with The Rock. First, with that's a, that'll be a Shazam sequel too, right? Uh, well, I think there is also a Shazam sequel. Um, whether all that's I'm, no, yeah, there's definitely Shazam too. Um, that's been greenlit. Um, so, like, this is actually a really great segue. I mean, so we're talking about the the dc multiverse of movie here but in the shows in crisis on infinite Earths that just happened or like a month ago it finished up like not only did it have a giant multiverse from within the shows itself like that fine it connected to the original flash tv show it connected to batman 89 it connected to batman 66 it connected to the Birds of Prey TV show, Smallville, um, everything, it, everything, and it was all over the place. And I'm sure you know this by now. And I'm I'm sorry if it's spoiling anything to you, but it also connected to the movies. Yeah, that, that Ezra shows up at the end, right? Ezra shows up at a crucial. Mo- well, not he doesn't have a crucial moment, but it's kind of a, a big cliffhanger moment in in the story. And Barry Allen meets Barry Allen, and it's like, how is this even possible? Because in the shows, the multiverse is gone. So, like, what? How does that? What does that mean? If is there like another set of multiverses that are right. interacting here? So, I don't know. I don't know if it means anything other than just kind of a cool nod. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, it it to me seeing him there, Ezra Miller, like meant or made me want to see him again on screen yeah um and i'm like so ready for that and it's like i feel like it's been such a long time coming and to me it seems like such an easy like an easy sell i I don't know why it's it hasn't happened yet um but i mean they they could easily do it and it would be a really good way to write out ben affleck right this is like okay yeah they can't reset the timeline flashpoint is real and now thomas wayne is batman forever so or but maybe they can fix certain things and maybe because there are so many other elements to the story that they would probably want to retcon but yeah i I just think they gotta i'm excited to see how suicide squad retcon stuff i think that'll be exciting in and of itself uh but i want dc movies i want dc movies like this that's why i tweeted this because i like the r rating i like the grittiness i love the fucking glitter bombs like do this more, figure this out. Like, and if this movie doesn't make its money back, I don't think that we'll get more of this. And that's like such a fucking bummer. Yeah. It's such a fucking bummer. Um, so yeah, you know, 
Listen, Batman fans, spread your Batman love across different Batman platforms. <laughs> Except for the Batsuit. <laughs> Make sure you all hate that. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. Like, in this era, uh, like, they changed Sonic. Sonic movie came out, and he looks completely different than he did originally. So, like, it's maybe totally they'll change the Batsuit. The Batsuit was, like, a couple of million dollars to make, and then it's just there. Like, they can't... Just they go to grab the other one from the other movie. Mustache. Oh, my no, God, no, no. the mustache. The mustache. Um, but, yeah, no. So, just, like, wrapping up on, on Birds of Prey, I think she's great. She is the... Margot Robbie is the center piece of this film is excellent if you liked her in suicide squad or if you've ever been intrigued by any of the the trailers go see it for her alone um birds of prey and then the rest of everything around it is kind of just fine but um yeah go try to support it if you can it's it'll probably be in theaters for another couple of weeks and uh we would love to see her again, um, whether yeah. it's... Uh, well, in... we're, we're going to see her in Suicide Squad. That's we get one more Margot sure. Robbie. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're back, hopefully soon. Uh, okay. Um, listen, uh, if, if, you, if you don't know, now you know. Check us out on Apple, uh, I, uh, Google, uh, Spotify, Leave us a rating and review. Tell us what you think. You can find us on social media at LLH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you know, join the community. Send us some recommendations. Tell us what you think. Uh, it's super great to be back here with y'all. Um, Frank? I think that's it. Clone Wars is back. Go watch that. Oh, shit. Yeah, Disney had the 20 most important uh, Clone Wars episodes you should watch. Yeah, yeah, you should just, do that. That's I could do that, for, right? You could. Yeah, that's all like hanging. Two for, hours, <laughs> maybe two hours. Whatever. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.